0: Welcome to Agency Talk, brought to you by Genesis Software, the agency management people.
1: Welcome to another episode uh, of our podcast. I'm Eddie. Today, I want to start by mentioning that if you are watching watching this on a video, now if you're listening to this as a podcast, you're probably good. You know how to make podcasts work for you. If you're watching this as a video, it's also recorded as a podcast. And if you are not a podcast listener, I encourage you to do a little research and figure that out. There's uh, some great things you can learn there. And for instance, if you are an iPhone user or or an Android, you can get podcasts right to your phone, listen to them when you're going down the road, anytime. And to start, go to our website, genesissoftware.com. And at the top, there's an option for podcast. Click on that. And uh, there'll be instructions there to show you how to uh, download the podcast to your PC, uh, the the different episodes, or uh, to your phone. So, you can, it's a good way to get started by going there. Today, we are going to be talking about our newest Genesis product called Genesis Now. Genesis Now is the web version of our of Genesis and uh, the Genesis Windows version has been around about 17 or 18 years and this is our uh this is the future of Genesis this is the web version we still have the uh Windows version and that will be around as long as needed and is continued uh to be supported and developed and enhancements done there as well but this is going to be uh we believe the future of our of our company and and of all, uh, of all agencies using web products. So what I've done is, uh, in this podcast, I have a few guests with me. I have Lisa, who's the Vice President of Genesis Software uh, in operations, and she's uh, very involved in uh, software projects, larger projects at Genesis, and also have uh, Tim and Michael with us, who are uh, the developers of Genesis Now. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So, got these three guys with us, and what we're going to do is kind of let everybody uh, bring you up to speed on where we are with uh, with what's going on with Genesis now. Genesis now, if you think about an agency management system uh, as a whole, I I think it has you know there's this core functionality that agency management systems are going to have, and then there's these bells and whistles maybe that make one. Uh, stand out from from others and the core functionality the core features are things like the ability to support personal lines uh, the ability to support commercial lines and to me that includes downloads and everything for that particular line of business and then there's these all these bells and whistles uh, integrations with credit card processing companies integrations with uh, electronic signature or even built-in electronic signature functionality Um, those are the little extra things. Genesis Now at the stage where we are right now has personal lines pretty wrapped up it's uh, we're currently you can you can use Genesis now in your agency if really all you're doing is personal lines, and it's it's downloading its receipt functionality and it's got notes and imaging and all those things commercial lines is sort of the thing that's coming next and then along with that is uh, the things like The bells and whistles, you know, the integrations with electronic signatures and so on. So we believe that those things are coming in the latter part of this year, 2015, and throughout 2016. So that sort of lets you know where you are. I've not let my guests speak at all, but do any of the three of you have anything to add with what I just said about where we are right now and kind of the big picture of where we're going in the coming months with this uh, version? No, <laughs> I, I, I,
0: for for once, I will
1: not say anything. Okay, all right. So, so, so that's sort of where we are. I just want to lay lay that out a little bit. Now, I want to take a few minutes and really let these guys talk, especially Michael and uh, and uh, Tim, because in this version, and you know, partly because it's a web product, I think, but partly because these are things that we should be paying attention to and that we want to be fanatical about. We don't want to just be status quo we want to be phenomenal and fanatical about these things and it's around the topics of security speed of the system mobility what all that means and what we're doing about that uh stability and uh flexibility so we've got everything but nobility built into this michael or tim would you guys kind of just take a few minutes and talk about each one of these things and what we're doing and why it's important, and we, you know, you can talk a little detail, a little technical, but let's don't, you know, let's don't be here for an hour boring the people to sleep.
2: I'd like to start by talking about reverse indexed B-trees <laughs> and how those save milliseconds off of every single query. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know anything about reverse index B-trees, <laughs> I was hoping Tim would save me. I'm letting you bury yourself with Thank this you. one. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. Um, to talk about the, the the points that you raised there, there are sort of five or six areas that uh, Tim and I have been working on for the past several months, revisiting and reevaluating how we deal with things like security. Uh, as we actually, I'm going to touch on flexibility first. We talk about flexibility from a geek standpoint. We're talking about uh, rearranging and restructuring how we store the data. That's our, our B-tree index there. How we store data in our database uh, has a pretty big impact on the speed and security and, and overall flexibility of a system. And based on some of the feedback from current users and based on some of the the plans where we want to go and features that we want to support, we've had to sort of reimagine or uh, rethink how we store data and how that's represented to end users. Now, that kind of sounds all dry, but as we restructure this data, that gives us the ability to give people more flexibility. Uh, We have the support of uh, very, very granular data permissions at different locations now um, that's probably one big uh, new uh, way of thinking that people are gonna see with with Genesis now coming out as people come on over the next few months uh, things like oh, that that's a security thing we wanna make sure that people can uh, make sure that users in one location have the permission to do their job and but not necessarily a permission to, to see data that they shouldn't see.
1: And that's a good point. That's quite an enhancement from what the people that are using Genesis now have experienced for over years. And I don't know that I've really heard that request much uh, over the years, but it's the coolest thing ever. And I think that's going to be totally night and day for people, especially these agencies who have multiple locations. You know, and, that, and that's just one example. I know there's sure. a lot of that, but, yeah, that's that's good stuff.
3: And can you kind of, going back to flexibility, can you talk about what that might mean to the user? How might that translate to what they see um, with regards to changes and things like that?
0: Tim, um, take I'll, it away. I'll take this one mm-hmm. for a little bit. Every agency management system, I've been with the company two years now, and one thing I've noticed is every agency management uh, system is is. Different in a lot of ways, than the same in the others, but we have a lot of things that we hard code because that's the way people run their business. And then we add bells and whistles and tweaks according to what our users uh, want to run their agency. So one of the things we've rethought about uh, with Genesis Now is building in a lot of this ability for agencies to customize our product so that they can run their business the way they do it. And... Uh, even on the user level, users will be able to customize the way they want to run their business based on a user at the next desk. So uh, it's very flexible in that way. Uh, And like Eddie and Michael were just talking about, even down to permissions, um, at a very base level, uh, users will be uh, actually agent owner agency owners, will be able to have the ability to allow users certain abilities at different locations. All abilities, very little abilities, um, they'll be able to let their accountant own the, the system just to look at one specific type of reporting feature kind of thing. I mean, there, there's a lot of um, flexibility we're building into this. Mm.
2: Agreed.
3: And it's at the policy level too, right?
2: There's... Uh, it is now. I'll say yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mark that down. Um, there will be some, I, I, I think uh, what we talked about, to, what we showed to, to some of you a couple of months ago, there's going to be probably some some visual changes in terms of letting people choose probably one of uh, maybe two or three different visual themes. Uh, some of this is uh, different colors, different font sizes, things that may make the system a bit easier for you to use as opposed to a one-size-fits-all. Another example of some of the flexibility we're talking about, uh, the idea of of addresses. Uh, A lot of systems will say you can have one address, you can have two addresses, Probably most people don't have more than three or four addresses at any one time, but being able to say you can have as many addresses tied to a particular record as you want is mm-hmm. sort of a byproduct of the uh, of the uh, the data flexibility that we're talking about here and as many email addresses or so right phone numbers numbers, I mean, phone numbers. Phone yeah. numbers. Yeah. yeah and this may be something that doesn't change uh, the day to day use for a lot of people, but for some of the people that need or wanted to be able to, to store more than two things or more than three pieces of data will now have the flexibility to offer that to them.
1: Well, and I think the whole notion today in discussing each of these five things that we, we're gonna talk about right now, and the first being flexibility, we're talking about a, uh, a philosophy as much as anything. We're not, you know, that, because we're adopting this philosophy in the way we're building things to make it flexible. Can that be accurate? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. Anything <laughs> else on flexibility? No. Nope. All right. Next.
2: Well, we've actually touched a bit on, on security already, which is really, a, to some extent, a byproduct of some of the flexibility. And there's there's actually other aspects of... Well, I'll, we'll, we'll stay on this for a little bit. Did you have something particular on the security aspect? We talked about um, the permissioning. Primarily.
0: Security uh, permissions is where that comes in. Uh, and that'll be a vast change from the the core Genesis product that's out now, um, and I, I'm not sure if anybody's doing this the way that we'll be doing it, um, allowing so much control. Control. That's exactly the word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Configuration. Yeah, configuration, and for it to be intuitive, very easy to do, and um, that's another thing we're taking into account with this product is making it where um, training. Uh, will be more of a secondary learning instead of having to do all this training before you can start using the product. You already know how an AMS works. So using this will be easy enough. and then learning about some of the bells and whistles and, and extra functionality that you may not know is where this, the extra training will come in. But um,
3: So when you talk about security from an agent standpoint, and I'm the agency owner, um, am I going to be choosing roles, and I don't know the answer to this, guys, so I'm kind of waiting to see what these folks say. Is it going to be more role-related, or are you actually going to be choosing individual functionality? That's At a granular users? level. Yes. Uh, the,
2: the first pass of this is, is going to be just focusing on the granular level okay. of permissions. If we, in a, in a future version, if we end up grouping some of those back into role concepts, uh, we may do that. But. I remember Eddie saying, even just recently, that one of the one of the issues with with coming up with system wide roles is uh, when you get into dealing with dozens or hundreds of agencies, they all think of things Addering. somewhat differently. Addering. And uh, it's I think it's better to give people the the granular mm-hmm. permissions and flexibility they need first. Learning from that how people are using things will give us a better idea of, of uh, good defaults, maybe some default roles or just default permissions to give everybody based on the last 50 uh, clients did this, this, this is a very good default, this is how everybody's using it. So, well
3: I'd probably like it if you could, um, if I was an agent, I would like it if you could cr- allow me to choose the functionality I want. And then create my own role that I can then use for the next user that I add.
2: You would like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> yes, um, yes, I would. And that that's that could be uh, uh-huh. where we end up going with this is is the idea of, of user defined roles and and agency uh, roles that belong to a specific agency. Um, there is a and Tim and I have been going back and forth on this a lot. There's a there's a definite balance between uh, functionality and usability and understandability and. It's it's really a moving target, uh, more than anything else, and, and a constant feedback and learning thing. And and what makes sense to people now didn't for a lot of people didn't make sense to them five ten years ago. And after they've used something for all, or they've just generally the, the consumerization of the internet and and web services has given people a different perspective on on what they expect, mm-hmm. and and how they want to work with things. And that's mm-hmm. that's changing all the time.
1: All right. Okay. Anything else around security?
2: I'll talk about um, a little bit about Tim and I, uh, some of our experiences with this. Uh, getting back to the the, the uh, expediency versus usability, uh, securities in that mix someplace, and and we've been refactoring some of the functionality both to allow for more of the flexibility, but putting in more security. And it it actually takes time. There's a lot of things that you can do very quickly that. You can get something done in a few minutes, but it's not as secure as it could be. So, uh, from a just from a geek tech standpoint, we've been having to uh, put some new tools in place and to put some new uh, libraries and thinking in place about how we deal with people's data. And dealing with people's data in an access database or in a, in a desktop-based system is inherently much much different than it is in a, in a network-connected system. So. Um, I'll throw out the term multi-tenancy. That's, we actually have two levels of multi-tenancy because we're gonna have one system, uh, one database holding all the agents information, but each agency should only see uh, their own tenants or their own set of data as well too. So there's multiple levels of security going on, which uh, it's not impossible to do, but it's, it's not um, as trivial as, as I'd like it to be. Right. <laughs> so definitely a, an ongoing
1: battle. Well, it's a hot topic for mm-hmm. sure, and all around. And and I wanted to bring it up today because I think people need to know that we are aware of it, mm-hmm. and that we are on top of it, and that we are taking the measures uh, that need to be taken, so they don't have to be concerned and they can just come in and do their jobs.
2: Was stability one of the next things? Yes, yeah, stability and it, mobility are our last two. It's the the, the notion of security um, and the processes that we've been. Adapting and adopting to deal with that, and to deal with some of the flexibility, leads into uh, stability for all the the abilities there. Um, We're putting in some new, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tests, Uh, testing suites, and testing procedures, and and we're making sure that the uh, the refactoring that's going on is. Uh, testable, uh, so now we 've got a suite of uh, dozens and dozens of tests that we can run so that when a change is made, whether it 's a security change or a visual change or, or a data change, we can make sure that there are no impacts and this is uh, not a well checklist we 've got this done and we're we 're set this is a philosophical this is the new way that we 're doing stuff and going forward every every enhancement, every change will be checked so that that really uh, helps us make sure that things stay secure. They may be secure today, but if we introduce a bug tomorrow we we 'd like to know about it tonight rather than tomorrow so uh, that this changing of the the kind of underpinnings of how we 're writing stuff. Uh, is going to lead to stronger stability, stronger security, and and give us the support and and frankly give all the agents the confidence that hey this is working it's working today it's going to work tomorrow
1: mm-hmm. yeah and that's that's huge that's important so we've kind of moved on to stability and did that cover stability anything else Tim to add that's pretty much, much what stability is, yeah that that's
0: pretty much what stability is all about is is making sure this runs exactly the way we think it's going to run mm-hmm. and keeps running. And the importance of that that testing that Michael was referring to is, um, you know, nothing will ever be bug free, but once we find a bug and we fix it, we write a test around it that then the next time before we release something to the wild, we run these tests and they're all automatic and they, they run off the same data. So then we know something we fixed over here on this screen doesn't screw up something we already had working mm-hmm. which is something that all software developers have to deal with
1: i've never experienced that i'm
0: so glad you covered that because that was oh, going to be my next that's, that's the question biggest, is how we covered that oh that's the it's that's changed. the biggest thing for me uh is, is the ability to run these these tests automatically and not rely on us humans, developers, and testers to make sure we test everything, every single way, every single time. And it's impossible Mm -hmm. to do, but that's why we program computers. So we've got that to do that, and we still won't be bug free, but we won't be making the same mistakes.
1: That's the most important thing. So we've talked about flexibility, security, and stability. And let's talk about speed or mobility.
2: I think to, to a large extent those go hand in hand with um, well with, they're all related yeah they're they're very much tied together I think well certainly our primary focus in terms of uh, UI or user interface and user experience will continue to be the desktop and the laptop uh, primary user um, interface, interface. Uh, yeah. for for the short at least the short term foreseeable future uh, we are putting some uh, some. Uh, we 're putting some libraries in place that will allow for uh, certain certainly iPad and tablet usage to be uh, more or less the same as the as the um, desktop experience probably with a little bit of tweaking at some point supporting smartphones either with native apps or or uh, very uh, Optimized versions of websites scaled for three and four and five inch devices is on the horizon. Um, but well, by the time we get there,
0: those phones
2: may be the size of
0: tablets anyway. <laughs> tablets, I think, is what you're referring to. Yes. Um,
2: yeah, actually, a little side note we went to a concert a few weeks ago, and my wife had an iPad mini. Which is what, like a seven-inch yeah, tablet, very small, and we got refused. And you can't come in with that. But a, a six and a half-inch iPhone Six Plus, perfectly fine. But that extra quarter inch or half inch, nope, nope, can't can't let that in the stadium, mm-hmm. uh, because I still don't quite know why. But yes, the, the that form factor range is is certainly um, ever changing.
1: Yeah, the idea a while back was to get smaller, 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 and now yep. it's trending back a little bit.
2: Some of the uh, Changes that we are implementing to support uh, both mobile devices really have an impact on speed as well in terms of uh, moving a little bit more of some of the error checking and display logic into the client uh, doing more client side javascript uh, that The goal there is to speed up some of the some of the actions that used to require a lot more processing on the server. We can do a little bit more of that on the client and speed up a lot of the uh, the experience, in some sense, the, the actual processing may take a little bit longer with some of the security steps that we're, we're we're double and triple checking. But the experience for people on the desktop should be as fast, if not maybe faster than uh, than previous experience.
0: Well, well, and part of that is, I mean, instead of us doing everything on the server and then the screen coming to you, as the screen is coming to you, it gets to you quicker, and then your browser is doing some of that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's kind of like the browser is multitasking mm-hmm. as it's writing to the screen it's figuring out some of these things that we didn't have to figure out on the server and writing that on the front end versus the back it yep. will increase speed just because that's the way it's done mm-hmm. another thing with mobility is the current version of Genesis the Genesis classic or whatever we're calling it now the desktop version is a certain size screen every piece of data is in a certain place and I think a year or two ago you guys increased the size of the screen because monitors have increased over the time period. Uh, Now most people are using widescreen monitors, but there are some still using the four by three ratio, uh, but they're still using a better resolution. Genesis Now, the current version that that we've got out there, it's still a kind of fixed version based on what most people use on their monitors. We're working on a responsive version that will automatically move data around depending on whether or not you're on a smartphone or a tablet, a wide computer. You'll be able to do more uh, along with the templating, which Mm -hmm. doesn't really speak toward mobility, but the templating, you'll be able to, I know we've had this in the past and Michael may not know this, we've had some users who wanted more contrast on the screen. Well, the templating will allow that flexibility Mm -hmm. For you to have that kind of contrasting and all this kind of works together. I so say we keep bleeding into the other areas while we're talking or sure. at least I do, but they're all related. They know I do that. So okay. it, they are, they are all related and it's, it's a lot of rethinking the way that we've
1: had, we've thought in the past. So. Okay. Anything else? Did we cover speed well enough? We have a paramount focus on these things. So speed is one of those things that we are working hard to make sure we deliver an experience where the customer is just blown away mm-hmm. and they're not clicking and waiting. For things well, I think
3: I, that's what I wanted to speak to because I have I had heard, but I've seen this and I think it's really cool. If I were to go, just give them a, a general idea. If I were to go and look up a client in, the new, in, the, uh, in Genesis Now with some of the things that you've done, how long would it take? Is it seconds? Is it you know that kind of thing? Oh, milliseconds. Okay, Pretty there formatted. you go. Milliseconds, <laughs> and that's important because I know if I'm hour, what I would call hourglassing, and it probably doesn't even exist on the web. It does. But work. if I were, if I were hourglassing, and I have you know in certain in certain um, different different types of software or websites, then I want to. That's a problem. But what you're talking about is as a user, if I know that I'm going to have something in front of me almost as I'm typing it in. That's a huge difference from what I might see in other systems, even.
2: Part of this gets back to, there's a lot of philosophy going on, uh, or that that we are um, uh, forging. And certainly, one is, we want a great user experience. Speed is a a great factor in that. Mm -hmm. Security has to go hand-in-hand with that, and there are going to be times when we could cut a corner and say hey we can get this done and we can get this done at 50 milliseconds well the the correct way is going to add another 10 10, 20 50 milliseconds we have to balance out the the speed with the security and they are sometimes very at odds with each other Um, that said that's another reason why we're looking at pushing some of the user experience down to the client so that things can be faster and more responsive when they need to be, and we're not having to hit the server as much. Tim actually just uh, uh, passed a note over. Would you like to read that for the full class, Tim?
0: Uh, We're we're redoing the way we do searches,
2: which doesn't
0: sound very interesting. It's not... Until oh. you go to use it. Well, I guess okay. that's kind of what I was
3: talking about. And that's <laughs> yeah, why. Yes, And um, I do like it. Um, some of it, Ajax yeah.
0: enabled. Uh, and you see these on websites and YouTube implemented this way back. Goutu, Goutu, Google. Well, it should be to because yes. they own it. Yeah. Google implemented this way back real-time searching. As you start typing in a word, your search uh, yeah, items narrow. start yeah. popping yeah. up. Yeah. This will work that way. Um, we have that sort of at, at a small level in Genesis now at the moment, but it's going to be on a much larger yeah. level. And then once you have your search items on screen, um, we've rethought the way that's going to happen. And that will be almost instantaneous when you need yep. to reorder and resort on screen. I mean, when we say instantaneous,
2: we mean you didn't, you, mm-hmm. oh, we will do it before you click the mouse. <laughs> Actually, I want to touch on one other thing that we're exploring right now, and that's the idea of search, uh, one level of search, having, um, for the geeks, any geeks out there, give me an amen, uh, looking at Lucene specifically as a as a back-end search technology. If you have a geek in your family or at your company, go ask them about Lucene. They'll tell you all about it. Take them Mountain Dew. Yeah. Uh, the idea here is is to have more of a, a search engine-like search experience and part of that uh, part of that has to do with uh, um, spelling mistakes uh, if mm, you yes. only know part of a client's name or it's Smith with a Y instead of Smith with an I searching will still yield that result instead of having to find an exact match and, and that is something uh, we're in the early stages of, of getting that um, getting that integrated. Again, I, I'm going to bring up the other philosophy about security. It would be great if the search was that fast, but if you get back somebody else's clients, <laughs> that's certainly not an experience that we want to give. So we are, are continuing to balance uh, the speed with uh, keeping your data, your agency's data and your client's data as secure and as um, and as private as possible.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a cool feature too, that search mm-hmm. like that, because we've been proud for many years of genesis because it would do a partial name (laughs) search and and at the time that was really cool and in the past that was cool so you didn't have to type in uh jackson you just type ja or something you Mm -hmm. know and, and get and see who that results you know gets back to you but yeah, this is this is the right way to go, and it's awesome. It, it
2: gets back to what I was saying before about what people expected five and ten and fifteen yeah. years ago versus what they expect now.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we're not. We, are we going to have a pager field, a, play, a field for people to put their pager number? <laughs> uh, we could, we could, yes. And
2: uh, we'll we'll have a, a field for mobile phone, a field for smartphone, a field for brick phone. We'll have all three fields
1: available for your client needs. Good. All right. Anything else about speed? Uh, Those those five things that we covered, we covered those pretty well. I think we did. Browser uh, recommendation for browser for this these products or what? Links, uh,
2: links, (laughs) and Amaya are my two favorite.
0: (laughs) For the most popular,
2: for for the non-geeks, those are really geek (laughs) products.
0: This, I'm just translating. That's all. I I lean toward uh, Google Chrome personally. Firefox is also very good, and mainly because those two browsers are the best with keeping up with HTML5 and the latest versions of HTML coming out, of which there have been fixes and speed improvements, and we can do some cool stuff in the background using HTML5 and et cetera that will make the user experience better. So we'd like to keep up with them. I am vocal about being anti-Internet Explorer. And just because they don't
2: keep up with what that may does. Be, that may be changing. I, I have no real horse in the race. I use all major browsers. Uh, it's interesting that you, you mentioned Chrome and Firefox. Uh, anybody out there listening, watching, hello! If you have been, uh, if you use either Chrome or Firefox over the last, certainly the last couple of years, you've noticed that they basically automatically update. You may mm. open up your browser and it'll say you're on version whatever or something. Which is something that certainly Safari and IE uh, currently don't do. You have to go get new updates when they're available. You have to manually do that. So I think uh, certainly a lot of developers like both Firefox and Chrome simply because if you, know, if you're, if you are testing or know that that, that is a uh, supported browser, you know that 95% of the users using that will always have the current version. Yes. And the idea of trying to say, well, we need to support IE7 or IE8, it's a lot harder to... Um, it's just a lot harder to, to keep up with that, so uh, certainly I, I'm a big Firefox fan, uh, I'm a, I, I use Chrome, I use Safari, uh, I do use IE, but it's not my first browser choice.
1: You know, one of the challenges seems to be that still a lot of insurance companies have built their stuff where it's only really working on Internet mm-hmm. Explorer. And that makes our job a little more complicated. I think
2: certainly even up to a few years ago, depending on the size of the, the company or the enterprise using that, there definitely were um, benefits. There were security benefits. There were uh, in-enterprise benefits to having IE as your main platform. That is, in terms of smaller agencies and, and software-as-a-service organizations it the the benefits of i e are less pronounced and in, in some cases they 're just not there at all right. and and it 's like with Safari that not auto, not auto updating it actually is a hindrance in some cases because you can 't get it back to security you can 't make sure that people have the latest version may, They may be stuck on i e nine okay or Safari six okay. we do have a lot of Windows XP users still out there
0: uh, you know businesses and so forth. And I don't think they can't get above IE8. Am I correct? I don't think so. And but- and IE8 has never seen the internet correctly. Uh, there's all kinds of code that does not run correctly on IE8. And these same users can download Firefox and Chrome and see the internet correctly. and More correctly, think, yeah. More correctly.
1: And we've seen a big push this year on new hardware purchases. So uh, I think you know your mm-hmm. comment, Tim, about Internet uh, XP That has been an issue because people, for some people, it feels like they just got their XP machine. You know, it's just three or four years ago, and uh, to them. So, but we are starting. We're seeing more people. I don't know if it's the economy having some improvements or what. What's driving that? Some
2: sales at Best Buy going on. Yeah, some (laughs) really really (laughs) good (laughs) good deals. Thirty-six months, same as cash. Yes.
1: So, well, I really want to thank you guys for being here today. This has been extremely helpful. I'm sure that uh, the listeners will enjoy all the technical. Information that they've gotten, and if you have any questions for us, uh, please let us know. My email address is uh, Eddie at GenesisSoftware dot com, and I'll be glad to route anything to anyone. Uh, If you have any questions, if I don't know the answer, I'll also mention again: if you are watching this in a video format, and you would like to download the episode uh, or other episodes, we have more Genesis uh, podcast episodes, and there's lots of cool podcasts about all kinds of things out there that you can learn both insurance related and otherwise go to GenesisSoftware.com. click on the podcast menu item at the top and it'll tell you how to go about getting episodes like this onto your phone or, or onto your PC for your listing pleasure. I want to also mention if you have interest in Genesis now or feedback or comments, or even if you just want to see better understand where we are and see If you might be a candidate now to move over to Genesis uh, now, uh, or when that might be, if you have questions around any of that stuff, talk to our salespeople. Lisa, what is the contact information for Christy and John? Do you have that?
3: Email addresses for Christy and John. Christy is C-H-R-I-S-T-Y at Genesis with a J, genesissoftware.com. And then John is J O N. At genesissoftware.com, and you can reach them by phone at 828 245 1171. John is extension 104, and Christy is extension 115. And again, that number is 828 245
1: 1171. Okay, thank you. Any final comments? Any closing comments from any of the three of you? For once, I will not say anything. Huh. <laughs>
2: Nothing from me other than uh, it's been great to be here, and I, I look forward to continuing to put out uh, some new features and functionality for agents just like you.
1: Yeah, cool. Thank you, Michael.
3: Yeah. Enjoyed being here. Okay.
1: All yes. right. Thanks again, guys, and thanks so much to you folks for listening, and we look forward to your feedback. Take care. This episode of
0: Agency Talk was brought to you by the fine people at Genesis Software. The agency management system that makes you better.